Hi, this is Corey Turner. And along with my wife, Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. Awesome. Well, I want to speak to you tonight around hearing from heaven. You know, this is one of the things, yeah, woo, come on, it's good. Um, this is one of the things that was such a challenge for me in my walk. You know, the, the spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. And over and over and over again, I just found these things to be the things that were a struggle for me. Simple, but powerful when we begin to apply this stuff into our life. So I'm believing tonight that God will expose some of the enemy's tactics around, you know, what stops us from hearing from heaven, that he revealed to us his truth through the word of God and that God himself would speak powerfully through you, uh, to you through this and, and also through encounter in the moments that we have tonight. Is that good? Yeah. Awesome. So I want you to open your Bible with me to uh, John 10, 27. We know this one. It's an oldie but a goodie and it's a shorty. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. You know, we see all through the Bible that God was actively speaking to people throughout it, right? We see in the beginning that God spoke with Adam and Eve in the garden. We see he spoke to Noah and told him to build an ark. Dr. Mike told me a hundred years before it rained. You are going to want to know that that is the voice of the Lord before you step out on a word like that, right? You know, he spoke uh, to Abram on many occasions. On his 99th birthday, came to Abram, said, Abram, we're switching it up. I'm calling you Abraham. And he's like, why? He's like, well, you're going to be the father of many generations, but it's just a vibe. I like Abraham. You know, he's like, just go with me. He spoke to Moses in the desert through some lit bush. He's like, well, it's a lit bush. And then it spoke to him. That was awesome. God spoke many times. What about Paul on the road to Damascus? Front kicked him off his donkey. Bop! He's like, get a horse. Kind of have the future evangelist going around writing half New Testament on a donkey. No, he could have been walking. But we could assume that he was on a donkey. You know, but my point is this. You know, we see over and over and over and over again that God is actively speaking to people. Yet moment after moment in my life, I struggled to hear the voice of God, and sometimes I'm wondering if He was really speaking to me at all, or what I would have to do to hear His voice. You know, I'd often hear others share, you know, about this at like conference or camp night three, and they're like, man, what Jesus spoke to me was amazing. You know, they tell me with tears in their eyes about how in the secret place in the morning, Holy Spirit spoke to them so clearly about something that would change their life, right? Or, or what about this one? We're at the conference, right? It's getting messy. Pastor Corey's, you know, tired and he's just getting loose. He's prophesying over every single person in the building. You're like, yes, here we go. You're on the prayer line at the front. You know, you hear it. It's like, whoa, hey, people are going down. It's all happening, right? Guess you can start to hear some of the, the prophetic words that are coming and they're getting really accurate. Like, oh, this is going to be good. This is my moment. And he's like, the person next to you, you know, you do these ones. You're like really into it, but you're kind of like, just, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You're listening. You're listening to what's going on and you hear I just see you were born at a very young age. Well, powerful. You know, and, 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 and from a young age, the call of God was in your life and it was so clear and, and you just knew and, and I just see that you've, you're gonna go to Bible college in two years and you're gonna marry a girl named Amy and, and then you're gonna have three kids and, and then it's gonna be amazing and there's great ministry and you're like, oh, this is good. I'm gonna get one like this. Doing these ones, right? And then it's all good. You, like start to finish, detailed blueprint of your life, right? You hit and I'm gonna get one of these. Comes to you and goes like this. Bless him, Lord. Amen. And you're like, <laughs> you've been there though, right? Seriously. My point is this. At times, it's easy to get discouraged when we feel like we're not hearing 
from heaven. I just want to share three key things that will unlock our potential to hear from heaven and to help us communicate with God. First one is this. You ready for it? It's powerful. Open your Bible. Woo! Dang! It's this book. I love it. You know, I used to manage an Optus store. Um, yeah, a bougie, I know, on Chapel Street. Very good. Oh, there we go. Oh, look at this comms team making me an Optus store. I might like reenact it. It's like real life, you know, online church is a thing now. Um, you know, but I used to manage an Optus store. We would get all sorts of weird and wonderful people in this Optus store. But this one lady I remember, she was wonderful. Her name was Donna. We used to call her Donna the Nonna because she was an Italian grandma. She was the best. But she couldn't for the life of her use a mobile phone. So she calls me on the land. This section over here is like a landline. You know, we actually used to have like cords attached to phones in the wall. Yeah, true story. I'm serious. Anyway, so she calls me on the landline because she can't figure out how to work her phone. She had a Nokia 3315. Anyway, come on. Good for phone calls and texts at the time. Also putting together with mortar and building a house. It was a brick joke, you see. Actually, now phones are huge. It's kind of irrelevant. But Donna the Nonna would always have an issue with her phone. She'd come and she'd go, darling, darling, I can't get a work of phone. I'm nothing coming through. I apologize to all the Italians. Uh, and she would say, yeah, I can't get it to work. And my family are calling me nothing getting her through. Are huh? you getting me? I'm like, Donna, calm down, calm down. What's, what's going on? What's going on? She's like, I can't get any calls. I can't get. So she's basically telling me that her family would try and call her, but she's not getting And she's, the phone's not working. I'm like, okay. So we go over everything on the phone. I'm like, okay, well, have you done this? Have you done that? Have you done this? Have you, you know, done the old switch it back off and switch it? Yes, darling, I do everything you tell me all the other time. All the last time you tell me, I do everything. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Well, wait, she's like, darling, don't worry. I come in tomorrow, I bring a biscotti, we figure it out, okay? And she did. She would bring the best biscotti. It was so good. You can bless me with that after the service in the name of Jesus, if you have that anointing. Um, you know, and she would come in and then she'd explain to me, I'm like, Donna, what's going on here? I'm looking at it, the phone's on, it's working, this, that, and the other. And I said, what actually happens when you, when, when this, is there anything specific that you keep doing? She goes, yes, darling, the only thing that I do is I turn the screen off when I finish. This is a Nokia 3315, yo. It's not like a, it's not like a, you know, a Samsung or, or an iPhone now where it's like, you know, lock screen and a face ID. You can't just turn the screen off, a Nokia 3315. She goes, yes, darling, I just hold it down to this button and I finish. And then when I want to use it again, I, I turn it back on the screen and come on. I'm like, oh, Donna. I'm like, you're turning off the phone, Donna. You're switching off the phone. We figured it out. You, you say, why, why am I telling you this story, right? My point is this, open the Bible. You see, complaining that God is silent with a closed Bible is like complaining you can't receive calls or text messages with your phone switched off. We need to be connected to this book. It's good, right? It's simple, but it's true. We laugh at Donna, but we do this to God all the time. You know, what's our kingdom culture value around this? Shout it out. God's. That's good. We would have been in trouble if everyone was like, uh. <laughs> I would have said, don't worry, Pastor Corey. They all said it. Trust me. Um, you know, why is it our foundation? See, Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is alive and active. Are you thankful this thing's not dead? It's a living book. Most stolen, most, most burnt, most graffitied, most debated. This book is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the soul and spirit, joints and marrow, judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Romans 10, 17, talking about hearing from God. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. My sheep know my voice. They, they hear me. 
right? What is the biggest challenge with this or anything in our devotional world? I would say it's distractions. Simple but true. See, there are so many things fighting for our attention. Every single second of every single day, there's all this white noise spiritually around us. Like, what is, what is white noise, right? What is it? This thing I'm explaining, we've got, it's that, right? This thing is loud, it's distracting, it's kind of, but it's nothing at the same time, but it's really hard to talk over, and it seems to be the only thing you can hear in the, you get what I'm saying? This is what right, white noise is. Don't you love it when the dictionary preaches? Check this. The term white noise, the shh noise produced by a signal containing multiple audible frequencies of vibration, creating a chaotic commotion. Sometimes it sounds like my devotional life in the morning. Seamless in such a way that no specific sound can be heard or focused on, e.g. chatter from multiple conversations within the acoustics of a confined place. Sometimes an overload of information itself may have characteristics that achieve this effect without the need to introduce a masking layer, the shh noise. Common example of this usage is a politician including more information than needed to mask an important point they'd rather go unnoticed. Interesting. I think this is the, the tactic of the enemy so many times. If I can just fill the room with distraction, by the way, Dr. Moik pointed out, Dr. Moik, Dr. Moik, just change your name for your own protection, just go with it, like Abram to Abraham. Um, you know, Dr. Mike pointed out to me, sometimes it's actually not the enemy either. You, we're good at distracting ourselves, hello. You know, we're like, oh, I've got to get into the Word. What's up, Instagram? Right? But all of these distractions become a hindrance. You know, these spiritual white noises, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, friends, partners, relationships. It's not always social media. Movies, Netflix, career. Maybe you've had your head too much in the books and not in the book of your business. That's for free. That'll bless someone. Accumulating stuff, Right? What about ministry? Just because it has a God label on it doesn't mean that it's the God thing for you in this season. Ministry can even be a distraction in the room at times. The list is endless. endless. All of these distractions become a hindrance to hearing his voice through the pages that he left it on. You see, we need to dispel the distractions. Another good 3.16 verse. We know John 3.16. Well, let me hit you real quick with Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. You see, if we want to hear from God, why is it that we need to have the, the Word of Christ richly dwelling within us? Why do we need to be filled with this Word? You see, the truth is simply this. If you don't fill yourself with the Word of God, you'll find something else to fill yourself with. Can we get real for a minute? This is why we, you know, why do we have Christians? I'm not talking about people that aren't saved. Christians that are in the church that genuinely love Jesus, but they're addicted to pornography. People that are anointed and called yet they can't get away from the bars or the, or the bottle. People that want nothing more than to have a godly partner but keep finding themselves stuck in worldly relationships. You know, there's a number of different reasons that you might find yourself in this space. It's true, but one of the major reasons is that somewhere along the line, they, they got disconnected from this because you don't get to that space if you have a good relationship with this book. You know, and I need to tell you, it is good news right now. I have never found a compilation of literature that has the ability to point out my deficiencies. Sometimes in the same chapter or verse, lovingly point me towards a solution and then leave me in awe of this Saviour who literally left heaven, went to the ends of the earth to make a way for me through Jesus on the cross. This book is good. It's alive and active. Do you believe that tonight? Come on, it's good, good news. It's literally holding planets together. Think about it. This. That thing that collects dust on your nightstand, 
In the beginning, the word was with God. God spoke, planets, the earth. It's holding planets together. It's amazing. And it's good news. We need to stay connected to this book. If you stay connected to the source and let it dwell richly within you, you will hear his voice. You will know him. And then what we're talking about before, it will be your delight to follow him. Is this good for anyone tonight? Need some holy water? Didn't choke on it this time. That's good. Progress. I did that first time I preached. True story. Number two. Another one. Real revelatory stuff. Ready? Open the conversation. Everybody say open. The conversation. Samuel Adabaja. Can you come here for a minute? I want to I show you a picture quickly, right? We're going to have a conversation. Yeah. Woo. It's good looking. Single ladies. Come on. All right. We're going to have a conversation. Settle down. Come see me after service. I'll introduce you. Um, we're going to have a conversation. It's all good, man. Just go with it. They love you. All right. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk. It's going to be great. We're just, we're just going to kick the can and talk about life. It's going to be awesome, right? I'll start, but, but we're going to have a conversation. You good with it? Yeah. Okay, ready? Okay. The awkwardness is killing me, and I've set this thing up, right? It's called, what happened? Why? I didn't initiate the conversation. What about this one? What about this one? All right. Let's actually have a conversation this time, but you, you, talk, you just talk to me about anything. We're going to have a conversation. Go. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling incredibly hungry. I reckon maybe like afterwards you get a bun me. Hey, Dr. Mike, you're a legend. You're like no, no. What? Sorry? Uh, coriander. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Good. Like, good. It's like my favorite herb. Hey, bro, you're right? killing it. You are killing it on the desk. Oh, sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. Oh, no, I'm with you. Yes, bro. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can we give a step? Thank you, bro. Can you go down? Don't you hate it when people do that? Don't you hate it when people are there, but they're not there? Don't you hate it when we, we want to have this conversation with God, but we forget to initiate the conversation? You see, it just doesn't work that, that way. We need to be intentional around opening the conversations with God, and then we need to be present within them. Or what am I talking about? I'm talking about relationship. You see, relationship is based upon communication. My sheep hear my voice. They know me, and they follow me. You see, what about this one? We, we get text messages, right? If I get a text message from my wife, you, you like hear the text message in, in, in their voice, that person that you know, right? We've all done this, right? So I hear my wife, she's like, hey, babe, I'm just like coming back from like calls or whatever, like what do you want, you know? I don't know why that's Marie, but <laughs> I have to work on that. But, uh, but right, why do I hear it in her voice? She sounds way more, she's American actually. It was, well, that was kind of American. Um, you know, but because I know her, I've spent time with her. We've been married for seven years. We just had my first son, Abishai Fire. He's a little legend, threw up on my jacket just before I preached, awesome. Um, you know, but I know her. I've spent time communicating with her. I know her voice, so I hear the intonations, the way that she speaks. It comes through. It's internalized within me. What happens when you get a text message from someone that you don't know? You hear it in your own voice because you don't yet know them. I don't want to be filling the gaps for the voice of God. I want to know this Jesus, this one that says, my sheep hear my voice, they know me. I know them and they follow me. See, James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. That's actually a commandment. And you're like, no, 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 the commandments are for the, the flag we haven't done. I just do the promise stuff, right? But this is the beauty of this thing, right? This is a commandment and a promise. How good is this? Because, where have I looked? Draw near to God, Right? Draw near to God. He asks us to draw near to Him. That's a commandment. But, and He will draw near to us. Yeah. That's a promise. 
It's good, isn't it? See, God just loves to meet us halfway. Have you found that? He asked something from us first. He's like, oh, I've given you ability. And you're like, yes, God, I give you availability. He's like, you go first. (laughs) And then somewhere along the line, he meets us halfway, you know, but why doesn't he just meet us all the way? You know, a couple of different reasons. One, he already has. He literally left heaven to come and make a way for us through the cross. He He took on the flesh nature into who he was as God so that he could overcome it on your behalf. Wow, who is this Jesus that we speak of, right? You see, this is the thing. It's our privilege to open the conversation with him in response to what he's already done. It's our privilege to to come and, and meet with him in this commandment. That's also a promise. You see, the other reason is this. One, it gives you an opportunity to walk in obedience and it gives him the opportunity to fulfill a promise. And he absolutely loves that. He loves fulfilling his promises because it's his nature. See, why? John 14, 15 tells us that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So when you keep his commandments, you're actually worshiping him through your life and actions. Simple, but it's true and it's powerful. You're proving your love to him with a worthy sacrifice of drawing near. And in response to that, he draws near to us because he loves us and he wants to know us. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. See, God is far more interested in developing your character and teaching you how to draw near than He is in giving you a quick fix answer of what you think you need to know right now. This is the truth, and it's a beautiful thing that we can grab onto. See, number three is this. What was the first one? Open your Bible. Second one, open the conversation. We're going with the open theme here. The third one is open your ears. Stop talking so much. You're like, Breno... This is giving me whiplash. You literally just said, open the conversation, talk with God, do this, internalize the voice. Now you're telling me to shut up and stop talking. Yes, there's a time and a place for all of these different things. You see, there's a reason that the good Lord blessed you with two of these bad boys and one of these bad boys. Because we need to listen, double what we speak. Because we want to hear from heaven if we're going to begin to open this and partner with God when we speak. My sheep hear my voice. If you're going to hear the voice of God, you need to be able to listen. We all know Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. We shout this one out all the time, right? Did you know that there's actually more than 30 references in Scripture instructing us to be still or to quiet ourselves before the Lord, to hear from heaven? You know, one of the stories I love in the Bible that I think displays this really beautifully is in 1 Samuel. Um, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, it's about... Samuel and Eli, you know the story? Yes, yeah, Dr. Mike, I'm glad you're the teaching pastor here. That's good. Um, so I want to give context very, very quickly. See, Samuel is this boy. He's being raised in the house of the Lord, in the temple of the Lord at the time. This is the Old Testament where the presence of God was resting in the Ark of the Covenant. He was actually in that room where the Ark of the Covenant was. This is where he was. His, his pastor or his mentor, this leader of his is Eli. He's in the other room. And it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the middle of the night, and Samuel hears this voice, Samuel, Samuel. So he gets up, runs out of the room where he's the temple, goes to Eli and says, here I am, for you call for me. Eli says, boy, you're tripping, I didn't call you, go back to bed. He's like, oh, weird, all right. Goes back to bed with the Ark of the Covenant. That would have been gnarly, man. I'd be afraid I wasn't going to die. Anyway, hears the voice a second time, Samuel, Samuel, runs over. He's like, all right, I'm here. Eli, you called me. He's like... Boy, I didn't call you. You're starting to annoy me. Go back to the room. 
I'm sure he is probably a lovely man of God. This is my interpretation. This is the BSV, the Breno standard version. Goes back. <laughs> Just kidding. Now that's heresy. <laughs> Just kidding, Dr. Mike. Third time, comes to, to Sam, Samuel. Samuel, guess up, goes back and says, all right. He's probably like, all right, Eli, seriously, I'm here. You called me. I, the joke, I get it. It's old. Go back. No, you called me. Then Eli perceives what's going on here. And he perceives that, that the, the Lord is talking to the boy because the Word of God says that he didn't yet know the voice of the Lord. Let me tell you right now, just because you may not have been a Christian or you've come to hear you doesn't mean you can't hear the voice of God tonight and that he doesn't want to speak to you. He says that the presence of God was rare in those days. And Eli says, here's what you need to do. When you hear the voice again, I want you to go back into the room and just say, here I am, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So there he is, again, Samuel. Four times the voice of the Lord called to Samuel. Let me tell you, the voice of God is chasing you down tonight. The call of God is chasing after you tonight. We just need to cotton on to what he's saying and be able to tap in to, to eavesdrop on what heaven is saying and to hear what he's saying. But he hears the voice. He says, here I am, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. The Bible actually says that the Lord entered the room and spoke with him. Wow. See, what a beautiful way to respond to God. Here I am, Lord. Speak, for your servant is listening. You see, sometimes we're like, hey, I'm speaking. Why aren't you listening? We do this. You know, but what a beautiful way. Samuel went back to the presence of God and listened for his voice. He stilled himself before the Lord. He opened his ears. You see, we mustn't be in a rush to have our prayers answered or to hear from heaven because that's truly not the point. It's good when God does that and we need to hear from him, but the point is to know him and to be known by him, to want him for him and not what he can do for you. You see, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. You see, some of us have been so busy talking that we've forgotten how to listen. Don't be so busy talking at God, bringing all your problems or your issues that you forget to talk with God about what he's saying. Pastor Corey always says this, and I love it. Stop asking God to bless what you're doing and just join in what he's blessing. For that, you're going to have to hear what it is that he's blessing and stop talking about what you want all the time. You see, and I also love, this is another thing that I love about this. I love Eli's sensitivity in this moment, right? So the voice of God was rare in those days. Hadn't been heard for many, many, many years. I wonder how tempting it would have been for Eli to say, hey, come, come, come in. What, what? Once he perceived that the Lord was speaking with Samuel. Come in. I mean, I mean let's figure this thing out. What, what did it sound like? Was it a guy's voice or was it a girl's? What was the ark doing? Were the little angel wings on the front? Were they flapping? Uh, never mind. What, what was going on? What was happening? You see, but he didn't feel the need to do that. He was secure enough to say, you go back because he understood that Samuel needed to hear from the Lord himself. Some of us have become so dependent on other great men and women of God for counsel that we've forgotten and we never run to God for it. There's so many YouTube channels, sermons. You could watch this one later and do the same thing. But we need to hear the voice of heaven for ourselves. We can't live off secondhand revelation. It just will not do it when you're going through your crisis, not theirs. We need to hear the voice of God. You don't need another word from a pastor. You don't. It's good that they can encourage you. I'm glad that I can be that and that others can be that for you. But you have the ultimate pastor in Jesus. And he is longing to speak with you. 
can, can we stand together? I'm nearly done, by the way, guys. You can come. We're going to spend some time with the Lord. You know, to hear from heaven, we need to open our Bible, dispel the distractions, get rid of the noise, open the conversation, be intentional, be present within it, and open your ears. Don't talk so much that you forget to listen. Still yourself in his presence and wait for his voice to come. You know, and I just, I just believe that tonight that there's going to be some moments for people where you come back into alignment with this. You see, this is the thing that was such a wrestle for me. Like I said in the beginning, spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. I wanted to step into all that God had for me, but I struggled to meet daily with him. You know, I wanted to step into all that God had for me, but there were so many distractions around me. I just didn't really know how to dispel them, get rid of them, how to decipher what was white noise, what, what wasn't. But I believe that these simple things have uncovered some of the things that make it so difficult. And I hope it's been an encouragement to you. So here's what I want to do. No one's going to pray for you or anything. They might. Pastor Mike, I'm not going to stop them. Pastor Mike, come, but it's not going to be a prayer ministry moment. But I, I just believe that there's power in response, yeah? If this is spoken to you tonight, as we begin to worship, team's going to begin to worship. I want you to just come. Maybe, it's, maybe you're just going, Lord, I'm, I'm recommitting myself to opening that Word of God. I'm reconnecting myself to the plumb line. You know, or, or maybe it's simply, Lord, I haven't spoken with you in, in a while. I know that I need to open the conversation again. It's been a minute. Or maybe it's simply this, Lord, I, I haven't heard, but do you know what? I think maybe for one of these reasons, I haven't really had my ears open, been doing a bit too much of this, not enough of this. And if that's you tonight, can we, can we do, um, I just want to be where you are. Is that cool? Awesome. Thanks, John. He's a legend. He can play anything like that. Um, but hey, if that's you, we're going to play this. I just want to be where you are, right? And I just want you to come. And I just want you to lay it all before the Lord and just come to this, this, this altar at the front and just say, Lord, speak with me. Meet with me here in this place. Reconnect with me. I'm believing that destinies are going to be re- reawakened tonight. That people who haven't heard the voice of God for years and years now, tonight in this moment, will hear the voice of God. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died, and rose again conquering sin, Satan, and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life, and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.